Welcome to episode five of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And me, Josh Betley. We're recording in our new studio, in our new... Our new studio? Well, Yours. my new studio. I'm here by invitation. You're here by invitation. Um, but yeah, thanks for all your questions and stuff for, uh, from last week. We're going to be getting to those uh, over the next hour or so. Um, but why don't we crack on? Uh, we've got some more stuff to tell you at the end, which is exciting. Ooh. Um, but let's crack on. Early fixture on Saturday was uh, Fulham against Watford. I know you haven't seen much football this weekend because we both of us went up to Edinburgh uh, on Saturday and got back at like six in the morning on Sunday. Yeah. So be, basically being in bed for two days. Then I had to cram for my driving theory. Yeah. So football's taking a low priority. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. So, so Sadly. what have you seen? Um, I know that Mitrovic scored another goal. He did. He sort was of wasteful. Wasteful. To um to bail Fulham out really, didn't Watford take the lead after about two minutes. I think yeah. I've seen the goal. Good finish from um Andre Gray. Andre Gray. Yeah. He must be up to about two or three goals yeah. this season. Scored um, two weeks in a row, I think. Yeah, um I thought Watford um were were quite wasteful. Mm-hmm. Um probably up until about seventy minutes. Um but then they only had 39% possession. Really? Watford, yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I would say on paper, probably Fulham have got a better team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, like, individual quality, anyway. Is Fosu Mensa English? Yes. So they've and got an all-English back four and keeper. And I'm glad you brought Fosu Mensa up, because he should have had a red card. Oh. Have you it seen the challenge? He, he got, no, it says here he got a yellow. He did. I assume it's for that. Uh so what happened was Dini had the ball, Fossi Mensa goes in high with his studs up on his ankle. Red card. Red card all day Easy. long. Easy. The referee was stood behind Seri uh, or whatever his name is, um, and and so I, I think he he couldn't really see it. But I these hate. are these are decisions that you that you can't get, you you have to get right. I hate that. It's not the ref's fault that he hasn't seen hasn't seen the challenge uh-huh. because there are 22 other people on the pitch who could he could have been in the perfect position and then someone else has just gone across the yeah, yeah, yeah. but that doesn't mean that that bloke shouldn't get sent off there should be VAR exists yeah, it's being used around the world and once again the runners of Premier League and well that that's it isn't it I mean th- those are, those are decisions that are stonewallers um, and also on onto another VAR possible VAR decision that would have gone uh, Watford's way they should have had a penalty uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion they should have had a penalty Danny I think Danny I think it was Danny Murphy on Match of the Day said they shouldn't have he's a bit of a clown and yeah he's a tool so I'm not going to listen to him um, but it was a it was a stonewall penalty. Um, Hughes went through on goal Alfie Mawson uh, who we'll get on to in a sec Alfie Mawson um, slides in Hughes knocks the ball but to be fair from the reverse angle so from the angle where the referee was looking probably just doesn't look like a penalty because mm-hmm. Hughes kicks the ball and then Mawson goes in on him whereas it looks like it sort of looks like Mawson gets the ball but when you see it from the other angle yeah. it's just stone waller like Hughes kicks it Murphy was like oh well Hughes is going down before but he's not because 
you can see that Mawson's already in, pretty much into his standing leg mm-hmm. when he's kicking the ball away. Mawson's into his standing leg, so he's going down, and he goes. It's like kind of like slow motion him going down, but stonewall penalty. Um, you mentioned Fulham's defence there. Alfie Mawson was one of them. Um, he was in. I think he was in preliminary England squad, wasn't he? Yeah, didn't he? Up. He pulled out because he went to get some surgery done or something. Uh, I don't know, but. Not pulled he's, out. I don't. I don't think he'd have made the final squad. No, I don't think he would have either. No, I think he'd have um, probably just missed out. But he was awful on Saturday. He should have seen. Uh, he got a yellow card about five minutes before the penalty decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably should have had another yellow. So Fulham would have been down to ten. Fulham were very, very lucky on Saturday. Fulham's defence looked, and we we spoke about it last week on the podcast about them being leaky and. Um, they, they, they rode their luck on Saturday a lot. For me, right, Alfie Mawson's got all these praises last year. Mm-hmm. He was playing at the back for Swansea, who, yeah, got, oh, relega- who got relegated. Yeah, he, I, 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 do, I think he probably, he's one of those players that has like one or two, he'll have one or two good games and people will be like, Alfie Mawson's great. And then he'll play shit for like 10 games. Scott Dan. Like Scott Dan, yeah. Um, Mid- Mitchell scored again. But again, he missed three or four chances mm-hmm. um, at the end of the game. Third of the way to your tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nervous? <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. No, I think it's, like I say, a matter of time before he gets sent off. And also, I think uh, it was on. It was either on this week's commentary or last week's commentary, someone said uh, he could start a fight in a paper bag. He just, like, randomly, like... He was like holding on to the defender, and then as soon as the defender like j- like jostled him away with his shoulder, Mitro was like, "Oh, give me penalty!" And I was like, "Fucking get a grip, yeah, mate! Get Jesus. a grip!" Um, I think with uh, Fulham's defence as well, they're playing Sessegnon at left back, and all of last year he's played as a wing yeah. back, and then he started this year as a winger, so he's probably subconsciously feeling like, um. I'm more of an attacker than a defender. Yeah. And playing a winger at fullback never normally works out well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know he started his career at left back, so yeah, we'll see. I see an all English back four though. Yeah. Classic Even they're conceding goals. Yeah. Um also I realised this week that Troy Deeney uh looks like sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> That's, That's what I realised when he got Planted on his ankle by Fossu Mensa. I looked at him and thought, you look like you're from Goonies, mate. He's an ugly bastard, isn't he? Brutal. Apparently, um, he's playing with like broken bones or something. Oh, he's so hard. Broken bone in, in his face. Yeah. He's so ugly. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. Troy Deeney. Uh, all right, let's move on. Burnley versus Bournemouth. It finished 4 0 to Burnley. Uh, that was only their third win at home in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, has it finally clicked? Maybe. I think Turf Moor always used to be a bit of a fortress, didn't it? Even when, I can remember when they were in the Premier League for that one season previously, like their first home game of the season, they beat United. Yeah. Um, We said it on the podcast last week, right? And I'm sure Sean Dyche listens to our podcast, because did we not say that he needed to get Goodmanson and Lennon more in the game and he needed to have a bit more pace about the side? And this week, they played with pace. Lennon got pretty much two assists and a goal. Goodmanson was awesome on that right-hand side. So, 
as soon as they did that, as soon as they actually had a little bit of drive, obviously it's going to have helped them not playing midweek, but as soon as they had a little bit of drive, they've done really, really well. What do you think? I'm just looking at the timings of the goals. Vidra, 39 minutes, yeah, Lennon, like 41. Concentration, maybe for Bournemouth, a little bit of fitness towards the end of the half because yeah. the other two goals came 83rd and 88th minute. Yeah. And I know Bournemouth will have been pushing. Bournemouth, up until that, probably that third goal, will have thought they could have got back into the yeah. game. Yeah, and they were, they, were, they were wasteful again. Yeah, a little bit worrying they've conceded four, though. Yeah. Because they, they conceded... This is the difference between, uh, between I think, um, like some of the bottom teams um, in that... When I think some of the bottom teams don't know how to contain, so if they are two down, they then don't know how to sit and contain so they don't concede anymore. Mm. Like, I would rather lose 2-0 than 4-0, especially when it comes to the end of the season. Yeah, because, definitely. Like, I say, like I've said a couple of times on the podcast, we finished, uh, like Newcastle finished four places up from where they would have finished if they'd had a worse goal difference. Mm-hmm. So, and that that meant, what, like 20 extra 20 million quid that we don't spend. So, you can't, I don't think you can concede four against Burnley when they are going to be in that, they're in that bottom, I say that bottom, that bottom 13 teams. You know what I mean? They're in that group. Bournemouth, 62% possession. Yeah. 19 shots on goal. They were, they, they were, they had their opportunities, like Eight I say. Eight corners. Yeah. They just didn't. They just didn't put them away. Yeah, I think Eddie Howe said um, it wasn't a four nil performance. No, it, well, I would I'd probably mm. say not, but it was a four nil performance by Bournemouth's defence. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Let's move on to the game of the weekend: uh, Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Um, so entertaining. It was Mike Ashley's um, first appearance at a game since March twenty seventeen. Uh, since we're in the championship, um, do you reckon that's because I went to Sports Direct this week? I have told you that you should not go to Sports Direct. I've done a very Mike Ashley thing. I went twice to Sports Direct and spent money neither the time. Good. Don't fund the Cockney bastard. <laughs> I just went to try shoes on before ordering yeah. them online. <laughs> um, yes. So um, the other thing is we should never play in white shorts because it looks fucking awful. Um, but I am going to make a statement now, which may surprise you, but I'm going to say that this summer we made the best signing of the Benitez era. Who do you think it is? Federico Fernandez. Yeah, that's the badger. Um, he does look like New Jack from Love Island. Yeah, a little bit. See see what you're coming yeah, from. Surely like- it's the other way around, though, because I imagine he's older. Yes. Yeah, okay, New Jack from Love Island looks like Federico Fernandez. Maybe that's the look he was going um, for when he went into the villa. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what? Like... I'm going for the Federico Fernandez look. <laughs> uh, you know, he so he made a unreal tackle on Wilfred mm-hmm. Zaha in the second half. And, uh, did Zaha think he should have got sent off yes. for it? Um, of course he did. <laughs> so, so, you know, last week we were talking about Zaha's comments post, yeah. post-match and uh, him being a, basically just being a fucking knobhead. Um he uh, so Fernandez made that tackle perfect, perfect sliding tackle. Mm-hmm. Honestly, perfect sliding tackle, and uh, gets the ball. Zaha stands up and is like in the linesman, in at the linesman, being like, "Why isn't that a free kick?" 
And then all the Newcastle fans were just like, fuck off, you wanker, fuck off. And uh, Zaha's just like turns to the Newcastle fans and just like smirks at them because he just knows that he's playing shit. So he's just like, I'm just going to appeal and hopefully Mariners go. But to be fair, I thought, um, like, I didn't didn't watch the whole game. I listened to it on the radio. Um, But from the sounds of things, Mariner had an okay game. It was like one or two decisions, which were dodgy Mm -hmm. AF. Um, like Sacco missed an open goal and uh, but prior to that cross coming in the ball went out of play um, but that's more of a linesman thing than what than was Mariner. it the commentator said didn't he call him Aaron Wank Bissaka yeah <laughs> yeah 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 Wank Bissaka yeah Brilliant. I love it I um, heard someone was talking and I won't say Garth Crooks but it can't have been Garth Crooks because it was a really good stat so it can't, oh, have can't been him. Garth Crooks either. So in Tool. it's something like in the last since the start of last season, Zaha's been fouled something like forty five times. Yeah, which is no more than Hazard, Ronaldo, Messi, yeah, etc. And of those forty five fouls, I think it's like seventeen of them have led to a yellow or a red card. Oh really? Is that more than any of the rest of them? Um, yeah. That's crazy, the highest. isn't it? He's just ours. So he's, just comp- he's not done any research. He's a Primark Neymar, isn't he? And Yeah. And do you think... I mean, that's a bit harsh on Neymar. <laughs> um, Primark Jovenio. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's harsh on Zaha. <laughs> um, his hair's not as bad as Jovenio. Yeah. It's close. Um, <laughs> but also, like, a third... Do a third of tackles result in a card? No. no. He so, just needs to fucking man up and stop being a pansy. I, I see where he's coming from because yeah. some of the uh, like the um, is it was it Chadley, no Kapue who plays for Watford. I always get them two mixed up because they played for Spurs at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, Kapue he's like raked, is, raked his studs, his studs yeah. so I can see I can see where he's coming from. But then it's the Premier League just, is physical. Yeah, go and, go and play in League League One Mate, in France if you don't want to. If oh, he'd Liga. been if he'd been playing twenty years ago. He would just he would just cry. Can you imagine a Nigel Winterburn slide tackle on him? Yeah, <laughs> it'd be so good. Um, just back to to Newcastle for one second. Um, we're not going to stay on this game for much longer because it was shit. But um, this obviously we've played four of the top last year's top six, and the other two games we've kept two clean sheets against Cardiff and mm-hmm. Crystal Palace. Um, I really think our defence is looking strong this year. Um, I really like Yedlin and uh, Dummett on the flanks I, I think Dummett could maybe push up a little bit more because he is good when he gets into that final third mm-hmm. um, is he a centre half or a left back? no he's a left back but to be fair like I thought um, a few years ago he, he played a couple of games in a, a centre back and he, mm-hmm. and he was boss um, yeah. I, I still think that he can do he, well he, I know he can do a job there but I still think that it's maybe his best position Um but he's been playing really well, um, and I like the look of Lascelles and Fernandez at the back. And if Lejeune comes back this season, he's going to find it tough to get back into that back four. Mm. Um, yes. But I do worry about our attack. Uh, Rondon went off at half time. Um, he's just not fancying uh, Muto at the moment, even though he's come on and he won the penalty against Cardiff and done bits and bobs in the other games. <sighs> I, I worry where the goals are going to come from. Only six shots, but you only had thirty-eight percent possession. Well, that's the that's the that's the game that we play. We were happy to sit, and I think last year our average possession was probably around that. 
Take a point away from home, though. Yeah, I'll take a point against Palace away from home. No definitely. goals conceded, either. Uh, I would say that probably uh, Zaha is the difference between the two teams on his day, mm-hmm. and so I'll take a point. Yeah, fair. Uh, all right, Liverpool versus Southampton. It finished 3 0 to Liverpool. Um, for me, uh, the forgotten man turned up on, on Saturday, and that was Joel Matip. Yeah, he's been on the bench, hasn't he? Yeah. When, I, when we've talked about Liverpool's defence in the past, we haven't, I don't think we've mentioned Matip's name once, have we? He was very rarely the player that made the mistake that led to a goal when yeah. they were shipping goals. He was sort of the calming influence, but I remember watching them last year on Sky or something, and I think, uh, I can't remember who was commentating, centre-half, but um, I think Liverpool lost, and they were like, Matip is one of those players he's got to have another confident centre-half alongside him yeah. to make sure he concentrates for 100% of the game. He'll work well with, with Van Dijk, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've got a question for you. Okay. This is a question from me. Is Milner the most underrated Premier League player ever? And if not, who is? In my opinion, I, he is. Yeah. Definitely up there, apart from maybe like Kevin Davis, obviously, or something. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. Um, um, but if you Not think- just Premier League, England as well. Actually, no, I'd say with England, he's probably got competition. But yeah. that might just be in my opinion for England. So, he's, Premier he's, League, yeah. He's been a bit of a journeyman, but if you think about uh, what he's won, okay... So he's won two Premier Leagues, an FA Cup with... So this is just for Man City. Two Premier Leagues, FA Cup, League Cup, Community Shield. Um, and then he's been in FA Cup final and a Community Shields, two Community Shield finals. With, Champions League final. Uh, and then with Liverpool, um, League Cup runner-up, Champions League runner-up, Europa League runner-up. He won PFA Young Player of the Year in 2009-2010. He was in the Team of the Year that year as well. Uh, Another runners-up medal for Villa. Um, He's made made 147 appearances for Man City between 2010 and 2015 in a time where Man City were... He he held down his place in a a Man City team that were changing all the Mm -hmm. time. You don't do that if you're not a good player. They... um when City first got money, who were players they bought? James Milner was yeah. one of them. He was the down for me the downfall of the of the start of the downfall of Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got he, he was sold under uh, Keegan's nose really. Um, they said they will reinvest the money. Who ended up buying um, Gonzalez and Cisco? I think made. Eight appearances between them, scoring one goal between them. Love um, it. Awful. Co- cost about. Well, some of Keegan's excerpts have been released this week, so I'm interested to see more on the Milner story. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as a little side note, I read I read one of the excerpts in the Times this week, and he was talking about Luka Modric and uh, Jimenez, who was like one of the directors of football at the time uh, under his reign. It was him and Dennis Wise, and so. Keegan set up this deal where Modric, where he was going to meet Modric's agent, and the the agent had phoned Keegan and was like, "Can we meet up? Like the deal's on the table for Spurs, but um, 
we might consider moving somewhere else. So Keegan met with the agent and uh, everything's going swimmingly and then Jimenez pipes up, I think Modric is too small for the Premier League. And Keegan's like, Has Jimenez played football? He was a steward for Chelsea, that's how he knows Dennis Ah. Wise. Um, Ah, So 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 obviously he's very qualified. Oh, he's so much more qualified than Kevin Keegan. He brought Newcastle up and then finished third in the season after. Too too small for the Premier League and he's best mates with Dennis Wise. (laughs) I didn't think of it that way, but he got got What a a plonker. Yeah, what a tit. Anyway, let's let's dive I bet he doesn't say that to Dennis Wise. He's got a fucking (laughs) black eye. He could start a fight in a paper bag as well. Yeah, he could. I hate Dennis Wise so much. Back to James Milner. Yeah, back to James Milner. Liverpool have signed Fabinho and Naby Keita. And who started... Most well, games. Milner didn't start at the weekend. Most, he started yeah, most games. Yeah, he started Shakiri, who yeah they, played they very, cha- very changed well. shape a little bit, didn't they? The four two three one yeah. instead of four three um, three. You know what? That's the first time I've ever seen Klopp do something where I think, fucking hell, you're a top manager. He start. He knew. Um, he knew Southampton were going to sit back, so he started his front three. But then he started. When Aldum and Henderson sit, and I still don't think Wayne Aldum should be anywhere near that Liverpool team, but whatever. He um, played really well in the Champions League last week. Yeah. Did you watch the game? I no, I watched. Uh, oh no, I did. Yeah, against PSG. Yeah, yeah. he was actually really good. Oh yeah, I just again he's a hot and cold player. Uh, yeah, I'm they were at home to be fair, so yeah. he turned up. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, he started Shakiri and uh, like a little bit ahead of those two, and I thought he was. Great. He's got a point to prove, Shahiri. Definitely. Does he only perform in good teams? Arguably no, because both Bayern Munich and Inter Milan sold him. Yes. And that, for me, is a question on his mentality because I think if he stays out of the team for long enough, I think he's going to start to throw his dummy out the pram. Do you not think he looks like someone's been made and then just been squished yes Cause he's, quite he's too st- wide for his height isn't he yeah he's, he's very stocky <laughs> and he always what was that celebration in the World Cup where he like took his top off and was like <gasps> and it's like yeah. that doesn't look nice no, mate Keep that. <laughs> I prefer my little tummy not gonna lie yeah, like yeah. he just looks stupid he looked a bit like Rey Mysterio with his top off I get what you mean yeah probably yeah. didn't have a mask on um, is this Liverpool team better than Benitez's Champions League winning team? I think that Champions League winning team, not overachieved, but I think they added up to more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, I agree. You say that though, Gerard, Xabi Alonso, Mascherano, Mascherano. I mean, they do deck in goal, like yeah. hot and cold. I mean, great keeper, he but played like for Real Madrid, man. Yeah, well, um, he sat on the bench yeah. for Real Madrid. <laughs> Um, ah, but then they had like Casillas, didn't they have yeah. Jimmy Traore in that team as yeah. well oh my god uh, I jury's out on this Liverpool team for me at the moment okay. I, th- I think they'll finish up there I, I don't think the, they're as good as people are saying I think the attacking four are probably better than the attacking players yeah. in that other team but they had Gerrard who probably added 20% on his yeah. own if you look at that in midfield individually, like Alonso's better than Henderson or Cato, whoever. Gerard's better than Wijnaldum and uh, 
Mascarano is better than Henderson as well. They put and Gerrard's better than pretty much all of the Liverpool midfielders at the moment. Um, but let's move on. Southampton. Um, it's going to be a long season for Southampton if Mark Hughes stays. They were dreadful on Saturday. Southampton fan wrote in and was like, "We've set up five four one, and we're going to be one 0 down within ten minutes, and it all just go to shit." Yeah. So why don't we just they, try to attack? The and first goal was unlucky. Down. The first goal was unlucky. I thought uh, it just basically hit Shane Long, and then hit Hoiberg and went in. Um, but they just they didn't create anything. Uh, also, back to Mark Hughes's tactical inability. Um, he started Shane Long, who has two goals in now 52 appearances. He didn't start Charlie Austin. Why would you do that? What 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 is your well he's long, stupid he's long quicker than Austin. Not? Yeah, but Austin knows where the goal is, whereas Shane Long's too busy looking for gold, isn't he? Uh, yes, Irish leprechaun. Yeah. Um, thanks for explaining the joke, George. I just look. <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining it to myself to yeah. understand it. Um, I just looked down this Southampton team sheet though and it's like how many of these players uh, have been bought from overseas that just aren't good enough yeah like Southampton are known for having a good academy why aren't you promoting some of your younger yeah, players who would arguably do a better job than a lot of these yeah Vestergaard has he ever done anything six foot six and also uh, on Saturday um Salah had a really good chance where he, Vestergaard, he turned Vestergaard and Vestergaard was just like, fuck it, Salah in it. And he just let him through. And then he just watched as Salah, like, I think he put it wide at that point. Mm-hmm. Of course he did. Um, but yeah, fucking useless. Anyway, let's move on because uh, I don't really like Southampton that much. I'm sorry if people think they're getting emails. Let me just turn that down. Um... Yes, Leicester versus Huddersfield. Leicester won 3-1. Huddersfield went 1-0 up. When that happened, when Huddersfield went 1-0 up, I thought to myself, if Huddersfield win this game, I think Claude Puel is going to get sacked. But obviously Huddersfield didn't win the game. Are you fucking mental? Because if you look at... Are you fucking mental? You think Puel is going to get sacked? No, I thought if Huddersfield had won that game... He might have got fired because if you look at his record going back, because they lost, didn't they lose like the last eight games of last season or something, like the last six or the last, last four, eight. maybe not the last eight, but it was something like he'd lost eight of the last, no, he'd lost eight of the last thirteen games All right. before this moment. I thought if you're losing to Huddersfield nah. at home, but then obviously yeah. they turned it round and won. They did. Um, it just crossed my mind in the van. No, on Saturday. no way. Huddersfield have not scored more than one goal in the league since. The first of um, since February, sorry, uh, is Depotra the answer? He's um, it's his first start, I think, since like March or something. Might as well put Jorgensen up front. He's the one who scored. Yeah, a defender. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to spend too long in Huddersfield because they're shit. Um, but um, what are the chances of Wagner getting sacked this season? Didn't we discuss this a couple of weeks ago? And you said he kept them up last year. He's bought himself enough time to manage to the end of the season even if they get relegated yes I probably did say that yeah maybe I'm starting to change my mind they're not going to get I, any- I, I mean I think personally I think he, he, he should have the time but um, I just don't think he will because there's, there's, there's just this push button mentality now with managers you, I mean you've just 
you've got push button mentality. You think Puel's going to get sacked? <laughs> no, I don't anymore. But I thought if he'd lost to yeah. Huddersfield, they might have f- fired him in a sort of spur of the moment decision. Yeah, that I mean that would be a big mistake. Uh, but my favourite player on this podcast, it seems, because I talk about him every week, Jamie James Vardy. Madison. Oh, Jamie Vardy, no, James Madison scored a wonderful free kick. I have to say, Chilwell had a fun, great game as well. Got a question from Ollie, who uh, we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. He was asking, is it too soon for the England call-up? No, I think Madison's demanded his inclusion next time. Yes, I would agree. Um, all right, that's enough on that shit, because we're going to be talking about Leicester a Do lot think, next week, hopefully. Because pl- he lined up on the left? Yeah. Did he? On I think he was in the. I think he was through the middle. Right? I was just looking at the BBC line. Let's have a look. Oh, they're never right then. Yeah. So in behind Vardy was Gizal, Inacho, and uh, Madison. So probably interchangeable. Gizal would have been out on the right. Yeah. Um. Where would Madison play for England in that system? On the bench. Um. But if he came on, he's a great option to play to push the team forward like in the World Cup when we play Colombia instead of taking Dyer off you bring Madison on and it just pushes the whole team off the pitch a little so bit more so in, in that middle three yeah as an option you have to change shape I would yeah. say I was thinking about this the other day all the best teams don't just play in one system yeah. do they Man City have never played 4-3-3 which is the system they everyone says they play they, they just never play 4-3-3 Liverpool Played a mix of like four three three four two one, four two one four two four two one yeah no four two one three mm-hmm. at the weekend. Um, sometimes it was a four one two three. So it's like got to be flexible. Yeah, got to be flexible. Gareth Southgate in it, clown. Um, okay, Cardiff versus Man City. Um, I don't, oh. I'm not so asked about this game because it was a fucking. Otherwise known as Man City. Why are Cardiff even in the league? Um, let's talk about Cardiff first, um, and let's let's have let's take let's have a little bet with each other. Um, I bet you one McDonald's that Neil Warnock gets sacked pre-Christmas. Yeah, go on. I'll take you up on that bet. Cool. Do you think he'll get sacked after Christmas, or do you think he'll not get sacked for the whole season? I don't give a shit either way. <laughs> <laughs> Being perfectly honest. I like your honesty. Um, that comment from him, though, have you seen that comment where he was like, I'm so glad we only have to play City twice? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was in the post match. He was saying stuff like, he was just like, oh, well, what what can you do yeah. against Man City? It's Isn't like, that well, his job? Why not? That's yeah. your job. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely just like, this whole week, yeah. hasn't he? Just been like, well, there's nothing really I could do. Yeah, so. he actually has. He should actually we go has. for a beer, lads? Um, it could have got even worse for them because Joe Rawls should have been sent off. He uh, made a tackle on Gundogan, who had a fucking brilliant game. Speaking of um, Gundogan, you see what I've got on. Have you got a Germany shirt on? Yeah. Why do you, do you always wear... Are you always going to wear a football shirt to this podcast recording? I don't get to wear them anywhere else. So oh, that's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, he'd be killed if you wore a Germany shirt outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Joe Rawls should have been sent off. Um, but... So, his tackle was on Gundogan. I was looking at City's midfield this week. Uh, he found a system where he could play Silver, Sterling, Sane, Bernardo Silva, 
De Bruyne and Fernandinho this week. David Silva didn't start. No, but if Gundogan played. Oh, yeah, But yeah. if Silva was playing instead of mm-hmm. Gundogan. He's found that system now where Bernardo Silva's header for the second goal. What a goal. Why what are they goal. letting a bloke who's about my height get up for Yeah, the header? I know. But anyway, the, oh, their midfield is Nothing unreal. really I could do about that. <laughs> yeah. And like you say, Sil- uh, David Silva didn't even start. So... They brought Gundogan in, who was arguably man of the match. We're going to talk. I'm going to talk when we move on to Chelsea. I'm going to talk about Gundogan again. He was in that Borussia Dortmund team when they had Royce, Goetze, yeah. Lewandowski. He was very under the radar in that Dortmund team. Mm. I thought because uh, people like Goetze were, especially in the UK, because obviously not a lot of people watch the Bundesliga. You you watch the Bundesliga or have kept up with no, the Bundesliga? No, I used to watch last... Bundesliga yeah. Spy in yeah. classic, like with Bolton. I. <laughs> Watched a shit team in Germany <laughs> yeah. as well. But he was, in the UK, I would say, he went very under the radar. So when City signed him, to, it was quite a big surprise because they didn't yeah. go for a Royce or a Goethe, especially. Um, He's got the ability to play that sort of deeper role, though. Yes. He's a very um, good player. There's no yeah. point having, like, 13 players who can play in your th- front three because you're never going to keep them all happy. Yeah. Um, just a quick one on Man City. They lost against Leon at home in the Champions League last week. Um, Do you think that was because Pep wasn't on the touchline? Yes, I would think that's partly it. No team have ever gone on to win the Champions League after losing their first game. Do you think City will book the trend? Um, no. I don't think they're going to win the Champions League. I think they'll get out of the group, no problem. Okay. It's made me. It's made me think again... You, but, you said Barcelona. Yeah, I said Barcelona, but we both said that City could easily win it. Yeah, they've got the they've got the the quality, but I don't think they've got the pedigree on the European stage. Cool. And I think that actually makes a big difference. Yeah, depends if they get a what sort of run they get to the final. Will depend on if they win it or not. But they were, I thought um, they were awful last week, and they'll be loving that Pep's back on the touchline. Nice to see um, Phil Foden came off the bench. Yeah, and Pep said in his post-match conference that he's going to play a lot of minutes this season. Good, because I really like the look of Foden. He's, Good he's like eighteen or something. Bought him on FIFA. He's min. It's fucking depressing, isn't it? Right. So when I was younger, and I, my brother's a, a bit older than me, um, my brother, I used to be like, oh, he's he's like old him. He's like twenty-five, and my brother would be twenty-five, and. Um, now I look and I'm thinking, fuck me, Phil Foden's like 18. What am I doing with my life? Yeah, tell me about it. Fucking hell. I think the first player to play for England who was younger than me was Luke Shaw. And like, that's the moment you realise you're never going to get the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah. of when which, never gonna, hello Gareth. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's Gareth Southgate. Um, you need me to play in midfield. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, I do pass forwards. Yeah, I do pass yeah. forwards. Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Hendo. No, that's and not in the itinerary yeah. for what he needs for a midfielder. He like, <laughs> only likes people to pass backwards and sideways. Yeah. All right. Um, Manchester United versus Wolves. One finish one all. JB's tiny tip came in again. What Stonking. is going on? I am going to be scouted for like a Betfair advert yeah, or something. Let's hope so. Um, Bet on Mourinho's incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> It was really nice to see uh, Sir Alex back after his brain was he chewing? surgery. Probably, probably, yeah. On bits of his brain, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, dear. So, the question I ask, Sir Alex is back. 
the feeling in Old Trafford is very positive because the legend has returned to the stadium for the first time since like February or something. Why were Man United shit? Um, fatigue. One, they'd played in Europe. Yeah. In midweek, they were, they were very, they were very good they against were. young boys. Although, right, Pogba scores a fucking quality goal, right? But then he just ruins everything by running up to the penalty. You can't say running. Well, what the fuck is he doing? 26 I'm, steps. Right, I do not advocate no. that run up. He looks like a fucking knobhead. There's a word to describe it, but we agreed we can't use it on air. Yeah, I, I can't call the podcast what I texted you last week. Yeah. It was fucking Jesus. atrocious. Get a grip. Fucking run properly up to the ball. Stop being a fucking French twat. Frog. Actually, yeah, I'm, stop I'm being fr- a fucking knob. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Pogba, actually. Um, so his touch for the Fred goal was to no fucking look, quality. To no-look pass out of dropping out the air. Unreal. Unreal. But I listened to 606 on a Saturday. I've mentioned it before. Some Man United fan came on um, and was saying that Paul Pogba isn't good enough for Man United. What do you think? He's a World Cup winner. He was awesome in the final. I think a lot of United fans are living five, ten years ago. Yes, I would agree with that, definitely. Who who are they going to get that's better? On paper, I know he, I know he consistently frustrates yeah. if he doesn't turn up. Um, but you're not going to get anyone better. Like that goal he scored against young boys was incredible. Yeah, out of a, nothing. Yeah, out of nothing. He can do that, but then he can also just go missing, can't he? So yeah. I, I, I mean, how old is he now? Is he like in his mid twenties? Twenty four, twenty three, twenty four, maybe. He needs to be kicking on now. He's he's gonna hit his prime years maybe in the next two or three years. He needs to be more consistent. Otherwise, he's not gonna be talked about in that bracket of the the best players in the world. I think also. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but the the way that Mourinho plays is just he, not. Do you remember when he first managed Chelsea? I can't remember Chelsea playing like you know what his the, teams do now. No, because they they attacked and they. I mean, they broke the goal records and the points record at the time. Yeah, like they scored 95. over a hundred goals. Why did I just don't know why he doesn't do that now? I would say he's got a very similar team to what he had then. He had a, he's got a good goalkeeper. His back four were. Have all his back fours have always been. Yeah, but that, you had John Terry time, and Carvalho, Carvalho Cool on the left and Ferreira on the right. Yeah, I've played too much Sporkle. Thing, <laughs> thing. They had Galas initially, and then they did the. Yeah. Wayne Bridge was the uh, backup left back. Yeah, he was. He's only in the squad so Terry could keep shagging his missus. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually true. Um, <laughs> that is a fact. Um, and then they had Lampard in the middle, who I would say is probably the most Makaleli. similar player to Pogba. Mm, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. And then because they um, played like a wide sort of diamond. Yeah. Because they had Makaleli, Lampard, and then like Joe Cole and Damian Duff. Yeah. Or a little bit later on, I don't know if this was his reign. Actually, it was like Robin and um, uh, and uh, Maluda, or was that a little bit later? That's a little bit later. I think he bought Robin, but then he went. Yeah. But, I and Robin. <laughs> What was that? Scout, <laughs> camp scouts. Camp scouts. Um, He's got the campus run ever, Robin. Have you he seen? does, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pure minces down the touchline, <laughs> doesn't he? 
Um, right, okay, let's move on to Wolves. Um, I mean, we've answered none of those questions that vast, um, but it was funny. Um, are Wolves too wasteful to finish in the top 10 where they want to finish? I think Wolves last, fans will expect them to finish. Do you think season. they've got a bit of a hangover from last season? I where just think they, they could they, definitely be a bit wasteful and still win. Uh, yeah, yes, to some extent. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to some extent, yes, but I, I, I don't think it's that. I just think that. <clears throat> I think that they have a little bit of a panic in front of goal. Yeah, and I, I think. I'm, I think that's down to the players rather than. Like the mentality of the whole squad. What a finish by Matinho, by if the way. They, if they keep making this amount of chances, it's going to click. And at some point, they are probably going to put four or five past the team. <laughs> it's probably going to be us, isn't it? Um, also, um, was it Helder Costa, who plays on the right, yeah. has bullied Luke Shaw. Yeah, I know. And then Triore came on and basically Shaw may as well have just gone home. Yeah. Um, feel a bit sorry for him because yeah, he's had a proper good start to the season. And then he banged his head and now... Maybe he's just forgotten that he was good. Maybe for like, and then he just all he remembers is that he was shit. Like the time he was shit at Man United. Still think he's playing for Southampton. Yeah, <laughs> there's no white stripes on this kit. Um, so <laughs> this week, sorry. So one of the stories this week that came out was uh, Adama Traore. I didn't read the full story because uh, I don't really give a shit about Wolves. But um, Adama Traore came out this week and said he would beat Usain Bolt in a race. Is that something you would pay to see? Shall we organise it? Yeah. Jaff Pod 100 metre sprint between Adama Traore and Usain Bolt. It's just reminded me that on a, one of the rugby podcasts I listened to, um, Anthony Watson, who's a current England winger, mm-hmm. and Ugo Monnier, who used to play for England, were having this debate. They had uh, Anthony Watson in as like a special guest. They were chatting. And they were arguing about who was quicker over 100 metres. So they did a 100 metre sprint in skinny jeans. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we is... should do that. I don't think he can get skinny jeans that would go around Usain Bolt's legs no probably not he's playing for West Coast Mariners or something in Australia doesn't that just show you the level of football in Australia I, I've watched some A-League because uh, it's on BT or it used to be um, you know what I really enjoyed it Fair. they've got some decent they had some Ross McCormack played for uh, Melbourne because part of the City group Melbourne City are part of that like, City group with uh, New, York, uh, New York City mm-hmm. and Man City and that and you know what? I really, I really thought it was a good game because they're both shit. So it was like the games were actually interesting. We do love a game where both teams are both shit. Yeah. Um. Next up, we had uh, Brighton versus Spurs. This was the late kickoff on Saturday. Uh, Spurs won two one. And the first thing I want to talk about is um, the Spurs goalkeeping situation. So um, obviously, Larice was injured, and then Vorm was so magically injured after his terrible performance last week. So important they won on Saturday, by the way, after yeah. losing that game in Champions League. Yeah, so important. Um, and then, so Gazaniga made his second appearance, but they had a goalkeeper on the bench, okay? I can't remember what his name was. He was 19 White years man. old. Yeah, 19 years old. Fuck me, he looks about 34. He has... Get a picture of him up now. This is a pause in proceedings so that everybody who's listening to the podcast can either pull over. Whiteman, Spurs, goalie. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to type in. Alfie Whiteman. Yeah, that's the badger. He's 19 years old. Fucking hell, he looks like he's got makeup on. Which picture are you looking at? 
This is such interesting. Did he have short hair or longer hair? He had long, he was like, uh, but he had a fucking beard. Oh yeah, so that's the, that's You're the most, 24 nearly. That's the most recent photo. Nah, he has a fucking beard now. Let's have a look. You should have seen him. Have Get on Match of the Day, the show, the show of uh, some videos. I was like, Jesus, mate. Apparently, oh yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Jesus Christ, he looks like he's been in prison. Yeah, I know he does. He's just escaped. He's like escaped from prison break rehearsals just to be in fucking Spurs' uh, subs bench. Jesus. Um, he d- he's definitely going to get a drink drive charge as well. Yeah, he's going to follow in Larice's, uh I haven't written a lot down for this game because um, my takeaway came last night when I was watching the highlights. <laughs> so <laughs> Love that. Um, but it's, I know Kane scored the penalty... Um, which was a penalty, by the way, because it came off Murray's arm. I know there's been a bit of debate, but Murray basically thought he was playing in goal, and uh, ah. and but was actually in the wall and just dived across his own player and handballed it. So it was Brilliant. a penalty. Great refereeing. Mm-hmm. Stop the podcast now and just go back. I just said that was great refereeing. Um, but is Kane uh, is Kane having a bit of a burnout? Should, does he need a rest? I think. It's quite sort of well documented that Pochettino likes working with a smaller squad. He likes having about sixteen players that he rotates. Yeah. But like they're in four competitions. Yeah. Like, you can't play like that. You've got you've got I tell you what, Lamella was really good again. Do you think I that smacks what... a little bit of Pochettino Pochettino's relative inexperience of management? Yes. Because I don't think he's ever been used to playing in four competitions. And four competitions where actually whoever they get FA Cup, say they're playing Oxford in their first yeah. game. Like Oxford are like thousands of divisions below Spurs. Sorry, Greg. Um, <laughs> but no matter what, Oxford will turn up and they will give Spurs a game. Spurs might end up winning that game three or four nil, but physically, mm-hmm. it'll be. A game that they have to turn up for, they can't yeah. just like turn up and win. I think uh, it's like that in the Champions League, in that they it's so mentally draining playing in the Champions League midweek, especially if you're going to be playing a big side. I mean, they were talking about Manchester United on something that I was listening to the other day. Man United didn't win last season, uh, not Man United. One of the one of the Champions League teams might have been Spurs actually didn't win after playing in Europe last season mm-hmm. um, so it is it is physically and mentally draining for them but for for Kane in particular I think it's hard because they haven't got anyone that's willing to sit on the bench I know they've still got Lorente there was he on the bench on Saturday? no I don't know if he was so who was on the bench on Saturday? Davinson Sanchez Winks Defender Midfielder. Lamella. Winger. Wanyama. Midfielder. Ali. Midfielder. Aurier. Right back. And Whiteman, goalkeeper. So no strikers yeah. on the bench. No strikers on the bench. I think I that think. says a lot about Spurs this season. I mean, They're going to have to invest in January. Yeah. Son is not a striker. He's like a false nine. Yeah. And you can't play the same way that you play with Harry Kane when Son's in the team. Because you have to accommodate... Your wingers have to do a bit more. Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, um, who who could they go for though? 
Well, it's a it's a player that is willing, either willing to sit on the bench or you go for a Lewandowski who is going to push Harry Kane, and you, and then you play them both together anyway. Because he's happy. He's played three five two before, so yeah. So it, it's difficult because they should Lorente was at the back end is at the back end of his career, so he's willing to move from Swansea and sit on the bench and take a big fat wedge, and have the occasional minutes. Whereas. I don't think there's many other players that are willing to do that. Yeah, agree. Um, Brighton. That shocking kit. Were they in that kit again? Agree. No, because they were at home. No. Spurs were in a horrible kit that looked exactly the same as the Brighton kit. That oh, that's, that's why wrong. I thought that. Um, um, Brighton, um, Knockout had a chance. A um, couple of people had a chance. Um, who do they play next week? You got the fixtures there. Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, uh, they're away at City. Well, we may as well just not even talk about that. R.I.P. Yes, rest in peace, Brighton. Okay, now on to Sunday, um, and I have done some reading this week. Um, we're going to start with West Ham and Chelsea. It was nil-nil, but I've seen a lot about Jorginho this season. Jorginho. That's just how yeah. my Italian friends have told me to pronounce it. So I'm just, okay. being, I'm just being all sort of out there with the guys. Jorginho. Uh, so against Newcastle, he made 173 passes. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, he broke the passing record in the Premier League. 180 passes against West Ham. Yeah, but it was, okay. they did sod all, didn't they? So. Here's some statistics for him. Okay, This is my own research that I've done. Okay, So he made 180 passes... Three of them were key passes, and he got no assists. Right, played for both of these players played for ninety minutes. Gundogan, who is not a starter for City by any means, played forty-four passes. Two of them were key passes, and he got one assist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought quality. Oh, okay, not quality. that's that, that's interesting. What are their stats across the season? Jorginho's played five hundred and forty minutes, or just over, if you include extra time. He's made 689 passes, so that's like over a pass a minute. He's made four key passes, and he's got no assists. Four uh-huh. key passes, and three of them came on Saturday. Get him in the England team. Gundogan, 355 minutes, okay, so li- like 200 minutes less, pretty much. 306 passes, so under half of the passes. Six key passes, two assists. Mm-hmm. So everyone's talking about Jorginho being this thing, like breaking this record or whatever. He passed sideways and backwards more than John Henson has in his whole career. I think Gundogan's a more naturally creative player. I think Jorginho has been bought by Sarri because he is like a Sarri disciple type vibe in the like mm-hmm. Sarri's wanted to build his team around him basically yes. even though I still think that middle three of like you're going away to West Ham and you're playing Jorginho Kante and Kovacic in a middle three it's just it doesn't scream it's quite workman like yeah you don't need that against there West Ham there was one point where Kante was like in the box trying to win a header I was like have you seen Kante play the last two years yeah I just feel like that was a game script. Like Barkley came on, and I'm quite glad because I think Barkley's going to get. Yeah, you'll get minutes, minutes this season, I think. But for me, that game is screaming out for Loftus Cheek. Yeah, was he on the bench? No, don't think so. You know. 
Um, but the reason that Chelsea won't win the league this season, obviously they've had a great start, they'll be up there, obviously, but um, the reason they won't win the league is because we saw yesterday, uh, on Sunday, sorry, um, that they had a Europa League hangover. Yep. Um, Six of the players that played last week in Greece played on Saturday. Um, Again, they don't have a big enough squad. Would it benefit them to be knocked out of the Europa League? Yeah, but that wouldn't be the mentality of the club, would it? No. I thought it was interesting that Cahill came out this week in the press and said, "If I'm not going to play, I'm going to I'm asking to move in January." Which you know, fair play. Who said that? Gary Cahill. And then this week he got brought on. (laughs) Oh really? Yeah. Fucking hell. I don't know if he's he's I don't know if he's good enough. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. He's getting legend. (laughs) He um uh, sorry, David Luiz is playing in that back four. And at the moment, I don't think Jorginho is... Because obviously Jorginho's playing in the middle. But I think Luis benefits from either playing in a back three or having a Kante in front of him because he's just not... Defensively, he's just not good enough. He's been quiet, though, on the David Luiz front. Normally, there's something ridiculous to talk about. Like, he's yeah, trying he's to, like, 40-yard I dribble. Think, I think he's humbled because he because Conte was basically like, you're a twat. Yeah, and didn't play him. Um, but yeah, West Ham. Um, I tell you what, they had chances on Saturday, and uh, Mikel Antonio, or as I like to call him, Antonio Valencia, um, had a good chance. Uh, it was a good save by. I'm not even going to try and pronounce. Kepa. Yeah, Kepa, um, and uh, Yarmolenko had a brilliant chance of being absolutely ribbing him apparently in the uh, in the uh, West Ham dressing room. But a player I just want to have a quick quick chat about is um, Robert Snodgrass. He was basically, David Moyes was like, you shit, the irony of that. Um, Scotsman to Scotsman as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Robert Snodgrass? Um, who was, was it Hull he played for who basically kept them yeah. afloat? I mean, I th- still think they, they still get relegated. Yeah, they got, yeah. Yeah. He... Another player. I think he went Hong in the Cold. January, didn't he? he? Moved in the yeah. January and then Hull he's, got relegated. He's got the ability to score some ridiculous goals, and he has scored some ridiculous goals. But then, I think because of maybe his heritage, his natural ability to play football is just a bit lacking. That's a bit harsh on Scottish no, people. I would say I would say that's fair. Um, well, not fair, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say Scottish people are shit at football. Basically, <laughs> I mean, yes, you did. Um, yeah, he's coming from the cold, I think, and um, I, I think he, if he gets more minutes, he, he's a quite a creative player. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he'll do well for uh, West Ham this season. They were unlucky on Sunday. I thought they could they could have won the game. Probably sh- should have won the game on the balance uh, of chances anyway. Um, but anyway, nil nil. And uh, so the, the games that were on telly this weekend: Fulham, Watford, one one, two one, Spurs, boring. West Ham Chelsea nil nil and then suddenly a game sparked into life mm-hmm. and it was Arsenal against Everton two nil to Arsenal what a goal by Lacazette what a goal by Lacazette uh, Aubameyang was offside for his goal but Everton were going to lose I was anyway. reading whoever did the analysis on the game uh, said Arsenal and Everton are at very similar sort of stages of their development as a team the difference is Lacazette and Aubameyang yeah I would agree with that, and it's probably, I think it was said on Match of the Day last night. 
they are like the heritage that Wenger's left, mm-hmm. and uh, the the def- I thought Czech had a great game yesterday, and so the defensive rebuild is having to be done by Emery, um, and I re- it's again first half yesterday. If that had happened last season, it's probably the game they would have drawn or lost. Mm-hmm. But he obviously a quality goal from Lacazette and an offside goal, but they are the difference. And uh, but another player that is is I think is a hell of a signing is um, Torreira. Yeah. And you know what? He last week he changed the game against the Castle. This week he started alongside Shaka, and not only does he make Shaka better. But also, he, it allows Ozil to go and play a more free role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think that if Arsenal carry on playing like how they're playing now, they've won four on the bounce now, do you think they'll get in the top four? They're definitely going to be there or thereabouts. I think they're a not, lot of people have written them off yeah, over the last couple they're, of they're seasons. Not in, they're not in my pick for top four. They're in mine. I think I've pick, picked them to come fifth. I think I had them third. Yeah. But yeah, so I think I had City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. I tell you what, it was good because they obviously they played on Thursday as well in the Europa League. So it got to Sunday and they didn't show that they had legs. I think they've got a arguably a big enough squad, sorry. Oh I'm so tired. Um they've got a big enough squad. For them to be able to play in the Europa League this season as well, and actually try and compete and try and win a trophy. Yeah, um, I like that. Um, youngsters are getting a run out. Gendouzi's played quite a few games yeah, this I like season. Gendouzi. There was a lad who came off the bench in the Europa League game. He's called Smith Rowe. Yeah, yeah. He he looked boss. Went past a few players. Mm-hmm. Need to sort his eyebrows out. Like, what are those slugs on his face? <laughs> I don't know what he looks like, but I will he's assume he looks 18, terrific. So, all right, he's got like coffee-coloured hair. To be fair, I've never, I've never had to pluck my eyebrows. My my eyebrows are wonderful. I uh, yeah, I can see. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's all right. Yeah, um, <laughs> coffee-coloured hair, but then like really dark brown eyebrows, and it was it was a bit. He looked like a Thunderbird puppet. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't wait to see him. Um, right on to Everton. Um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Discuss. He's in that sort of classic mould of English young centre-forward that's just been shunted out onto the wing because they've got pace. Yeah. And then when he's asked to play through the middle again, he's sort of lost his ability to do that. Yeah. You know what? This They said that Everton had spent £350 million. Mm-hmm. And they've... They've not got centre-forward. no. But they and they compared like Arsenal. So Arsenal have spent a hundred million on the two strikers. If if Everton had like put aside like that like a hundred million spent on strikers of that two instead of buying fucking like ten number tens, they would have. I think they would be in a much better position to challenge mm-hmm. for that top six. But at the at this moment in time, I just I don't think they have enough power going forward. Also. I think their defence looks really shaky at times. They've spent all this money and I just don't know where it's gone. Yeah. I think that three of Walcott, Sigurdsson and Richarlison, if they've got like a great. focal point, like yeah. the midfield five... Can Torsen score the goals or Calvert-Lewin? Can they score the goals? I would probably argue that not. Do you know what? 
if Giroud had gone there, he's bagging yeah. 20 goals a season. Yeah. Wasn't it something like his w- missus didn't want to uh, move to Liverpool? She quite like London. I don't know why, it's fucking great here. Yeah, yeah she wanted to stay in London, she? I mean, but not that far, he could probably fly. Women, eh? Every fucking day. I'll be careful uh, <laughs> with that comment. <laughs> I'm only joking. Um, only messing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, last question on this weekend's football. Um, before we talk about Bolton which isn't football um, is Marco Silva a fraud seems to have lost his magic touch a little bit took um, Hull down took Hull down indifferent at Watford good start terrible end um, turned. I think Everton didn't play badly they were wasteful weren't they they were a bit wasteful yeah I would yeah I just think a manager like that needs to have all his own team. And at the moment, there's probably quite a few players in that squad where he's like, I wouldn't have this person, but I've not got any option. Yeah. Was it last week when they won when they had Holgate and Zuma at the back? Yeah, I think so. And then he changed the centre. He's been chopping and changing at the back because of injury, because of things like that. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. So, Bolton, um, obviously, you played two games in the last week. Um, you've actually watched the highlights, even though you took one point from six. Um, oh, I forgot Borough, the Middlesbrough. I didn't watch that one. Basically, <laughs> basically, you gifted them two goals. And it was Middlesbrough highlights I, versus Bolton. I, I, <laughs> I could have told you that without watching them. Yeah, yeah, we was, gifted two goals. The first goal, he basically like played a through ball to whoever scored. Yeah, and then the second one, but again, he played a through ball to a son belonger who just bashed it in. But Middlesbrough had so many. T- it could have been I ten. Mean, we were never going to beat Middlesbrough oh. at their place. I've watched the highlights against Ipswich. Bear in mind, we went down to ten men in the first yeah. half. It was Bolton versus it was Bolton highlights versus Ipswich. I thought my iPad had broken because I put it on, and so the the EFL thing came up. It was like, and then the highlights came on, and there was no noise, and I was like. Where are all the fans? Oh, I thought you were playing in a library. It was like, I was like lit up the speaker and then suddenly like, Ipswich had a shot and it was like, ooh, and I was like, ah. <laughs> But fucking hell, it was quiet as hell. The, the, honestly, horrendous atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Horrendous atmosphere. Bit of a poor game to be honest as well. Um, we were containing from the minute Mark Wilson gets sent off. Yeah. I was trying I, to work out why it wasn't a penalty. Was the initial contact outside the it box? It was outside the box. Yeah. Okay. Are you disappointed that obviously you're going to be disappointed that the administration thing came when it did? Mm-hmm. But are you disappointed that um, it's affected your season as much as it had? Bearing in mind, Ipswich were bottom of the league. Yeah. It seems to have knocked us off our stride a little bit. And do, does that make you worry for the rest of the season, or do you still think you can push on and get consolidated mid-table? Uh, I'm still going for because you know in the championship all you need is a win to turn your little. Yeah. You get you go on little runs in the championship. So that's true. We uh, shall see. We shall see. Bolton's an interesting one because you could finish fucking anywhere. It's, enter- <laughs> it's entertaining. Yes, that's true. Um, just quickly, I want to mention. I want want to mention uh, Messi's downward spiral. No, no right. <laughs> My words have been taken. 
out of context. I said he was at the beginning of a downward curve. Which and he scored a hat-trick <laughs> in the Champions League last season. And then Fuck. I would assume that he scored over the weekend. I didn't see any of it. It's a downward curve because normally he'd score four. <laughs> yeah. um, what I meant was, is he starting to get on a bit? So there's going to be, at some point, there is going to be a drop-off. We'll see. <laughs> Just had to mention it. Come on, Messi, throw me a bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ronaldo cried like a little baby last oh, week. What a tit. So, okay. Right. Okay, let's... First of all, question. Was it a red card? Yes. Yes. And what was the reason it was a red card? Because he's like made contact with an opponent's head yes but did you see the thing that was prior to that did you see him kick him no I've not seen that so he so they're running into the box and Ronaldo kicks him and then that's what triggers him to go down Mm -hmm. and then he turns he's like oh what the fuck and then obviously Ronaldo like goes to pull his hair Mm -hmm. he's like raked it is a red card and I saw so many people like no it's not a red card it's like Look, just watch the foot. Take your Ronaldo tinted glasses off, and just watch it again. I bet people, people will reply to us now. We'll get tweeted and whatever, and people will say, "Oh, it wasn't a penalty. No way was it a penalty. Uh, not a penalty. A red card. It was a red card. You can't, you can't do that. Just don't touch the opponent. If he's gone down, just be like, you fucking idiot. If he hadn't done that, I don't think he would get sent off. He's very dramatic, isn't he? And then he fucking bawled like little pansy. Like, you're just being sent off. Just get off the fucking pitch. And he made it all about him. Made it all about him. And, like, that's why I like Messi a lot more than I like Ronaldo. Also, Messi's never had a club sending off. He got sent off in his first game for Argentina. But he's never been sent off in a club game. And Ronaldo's had, like, like I think he's had, like, four or five red cards across his career. Mm-hmm. And people question like why they, why people think Messi's better than Ronaldo. Like they're both. Ama- don't get me wrong, they're both amazing players. But for me, Messi is just the most. Like he doesn't have to to be an amazing player. He doesn't have to like get stuck in. He can like he just dances around everyone, and it's, it's like his touch, like his free kick in the Champions League last week was incredible. I think he's too small for the Premier League. I think he's yeah. And also, people say stuff like, "Oh, Messi can't play in the Messi hasn't played in the Premier League. He doesn't need to fucking play in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, it's not he the deal. He dicks everyone in the Champions League. Yeah, you just wait till the Champions League to dick everyone. Um, all right, quick little um, Carabao Cup prediction. Ooh, um, is it this week? Yeah, it's this week. Um, let me just get the the fixtures up, and we'll just go through the the interesting ones. I hope you're not going to ask me for a tidy tip on these. No, probably mm. not. Um, I'm not going to ask you for any sort of tiny tip. No, I am really. Um, it's my dad's we'll, birthday today. We'll I've talk about the, the interesting ones because they're all pretty shit. Uh, Wolves-Leicester should be a decent one. Yeah, I'm going to tip Leicester because I think Wolves will put a second string out and I think Leicester's second string is probably slightly okay. stronger. Uh, Frank Lampard versus Jose Mourinho. Uh, Man United versus Derby. That's their TV game tonight. I'm a bit of a banana skin for United, yeah. but I think they'll win. Okay, uh, Liverpool Chelsea tomorrow, and then it's Liverpool Chelsea at the weekend as well, yeah. isn't it? So Liverpool Chelsea tomorrow at Anfield, and then it's at Stamford Bridge on Saturday, I think. Big game that. Yeah, who's going to win it? Do you reckon? Who's going to go through? Liverpool, they're at home. 
And uh, Spurs, Watford, not really asked. Uh, Everton, Southampton. Can't see past Everton. Cool. Well, everyone needs to put a bet on that now. Um, right, we've had a few questions on uh, Instagram. We've been putting up on the story. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to ask any questions, then just get on the story. Just ask them, and it makes it nice and easy. Uh, the first one was from a good friend of ours, Joey Pollard. Um, would you rather be in the championship and winning or in the Premier League and struggling? I don't know who, I don't know if these questions are for both of us, but you answer first. Well, answer my second. side are neither winning in the championship <laughs> nor struggling in the okay, Premier League. Okay, let's put it into context for you. Would you rather be winning in League One or uh, losing in the championship? I, From experience, because you may find this hard to believe that Bolton were once in the Premier League, I... I enjoyed it a lot more, even though we were not winning that often. Okay. I liked being part of the Premier League. I am going to agree with you because I, when we were in the season, we were in the Championship, or the couple of seasons we've been in the Championship. I've just got. It sounds stupid, but I've just got a bit bored because the, the the level of football is so shit, and we we changed completely the style of play that yeah. we had. I think in. In my lifetime, Bolton are mainly a Premier League club. Yeah. Obviously, over time, that's not necessarily true. But in my experience of them, they're a Premier League club. So I always, almost feel a little bit like it's only a matter of time before we get back in the Premier League, which is utter bollocks. Because yeah. if we went up now, we would... Come straight back down. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends, but I would say that... Um, I would say that... Um, you can tell us the morning, can't you? Well, it's not anymore. 25 past 12. Um, <laughs> early for me um, yeah I, I would I would agree that but I, I think you've got to be in the Premier League mm-hmm. I, I would rather go and um, I would rather go and watch my team defend against Man City and um, and like watch Man, watch a Man City team than like possibly lose against like Nottingham Forest it's fucking yeah. boring um, although we haven't beaten Nottingham Forest this year mm-hmm. so um, okay, uh, next question is from uh, Mike Merton. Uh, good lad, Mikey. Good lad. Uh, has Jose changed the United way? Does he need to adapt? Um, no, I think David Moyes did that. And I think that's harsh. Van Gaal. No, not like intentionally. I think under Fergie, yes. there was just like a natural aura. Yeah, well, I think there were his after 20 years. Yeah. I think Moyes walked into the impossible job. Yeah. But I would say that um, I think I don't I, I don't really know what the United way is because in this Fergie's last season he had fucking Tom Cleverley in the midfield. But you think of like his most successful teams you got like two quality centre forwards they had yeah. like Sheringham, Solskjaer, Cole and York all there at once. Like Aggressive mid central midfield players, keen skulls. Then you think of like, not wingers, but like football's wide. changed. Yeah, when when back then, even even I would say like to ten years ago. Okay, you're looking at the goalkeeping situation of the, uh, like what you need from a goalkeeper is so different now. You need them to actually play. You can't just be a shot stopper anymore. I don't, I don't think. Um, in terms of like you. It used to be like your back four, like you would never get like Dennis Irwin bombing up the 
like bombing up fullback, you'd have him sat God. at the in the back yeah. four, like. And I remember I, I watched a lot of because my my brother grew up in that era of like when Newcastle were up there, and so I watched a lot of uh, when I was younger a lot of these um, like season reviews of Newcastle, and so we would like the ninety four ninety five season where we were top by ten points or whatever, and then Man United came back. The way that the teams played then, it was very functional four four two in mm-hmm. that you had your wingers. So for us, it was like um, we had like pro- probably like Beardsley on the left, um, Ginola, um, even up to like the early two thousands when you had like Robert on one side, and same for Man United, you had like Beckham on the right and Giggs on the left, and then yes, yes, but Blumfist, Blumfist, yeah, and so you like, I think. The way that football has gone, it's changed, and I and I, th- but I think that what Mike's saying is like what Mike's asking is like, I don't think he can play that way anymore, yeah. that United way, and like he said earlier in the pod, Man United fans are living ten years ago, so I think they just expect to play that four four two, Lukaku and Sanchez up front or whatever, or Lukaku Martial. attack 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 yeah, and it's just not it's not yeah, gonna work, agree. it's just not gonna work, um. We've answered this one. Is Madison? This is from Ollie. Uh, is Madison ready for England yet? Yeah, yeah. And the last question uh, that we've picked uh, is from Elliot Tut. Let me just have a. Let me just get the full question up. Do you think the bottom three now, which is Newcastle in eighteenth, uh, Cardiff in nineteenth, and Huddersfield in twentieth, do you think the bottom three now will stay as it is? Uh, I can see them all falling away very easily. No. I've got stipulations for this. Okay. This was in my prediction. I'll find it. It's my, my league prediction. So, I put um, Burnley would come in the bottom three if they stayed in Europe. Mm-hmm. But that's not happened. No. I've got Crystal Palace if Zaha gets injured for 10 games. Yes. Well, he's already had one out. Yeah. Are you talking 10 games in a row? Or are you talking yes. Like, okay. Or two five game spells. Yeah. Southampton if Ings is injured for a well, Ings didn't play on Saturday because he couldn't. Yeah, they'd have lost they that shit. game anyway. Yeah. And I've put Newcastle if Rafa goes. I think if Rafa stays, Newcastle are tactically disciplined enough I agree. to pick up enough points. I really if if Rafa goes, I think we'll go down. And it pains me to say that. Mm-hmm. However, I think he is in the top like six managers in the league, mm-hmm. and so I just don't think that's going to happen. Personally, I think the bottom two will stay as it is, but the other way around. I think Cardiff will be planted. I think Huddersfield will, will not be far off, but above them. Um, I know I said Watford at the start of the season, and uh, I'm not going to back out of that prediction. I still think Watford will be down there. But it'll be one of Watford, Southampton, um, Newcastle, or Brighton. Oh, Brighton, yeah. So yeah, it'll be one of the, one of those five, and I think they'll if if they don't finish, if that one of those teams doesn't finish, they'll be the next four teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! How exciting! Episode five. Is this episode five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, done. Guess. Um. Yes. So tiny next tip. week. Not done. Oh no, it's not done at all. JB's tiny tip. Let's get on it. I need okay. you to look up some odds for me. Okay. Right. Let's do this then. Um, Fulham to beat Everton 
Fulham are, off. Fulham are away. All right, I'm going to... Oh, mate, I need to... You see, this is the problem. We're in, obviously, we're in the new studios there, and um, my Wi-Fi at home is quality. Oh, I've got no, like great 4G. Yeah, I've got 4G. I was on the uh, I was on the whiff before though. Let me try again. Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. Um, okay, so what are you? What are your uh, things? So Brighton. Uh, sorry, Fulham, Fulham to, to beat, beat Everton. I just okay. want to see. Is this on Saturday? The, yeah. Yeah, I just want to see what the um, mate Sunday and Sunday the game is Cardiff Burnley avoid. Monday the game is Bournemouth Palace avoid. <laughs> okay, Saturday. So Fulham to be Everton sixteen to five. Okay. So if we put a if we put a pound on, I was just wondering about we the win options. four pound twenty. Mm, okay. Um, or the other one I was looking at was my phone's ringing. Sorry. That's okay. There we go. Let's try again. Um, the other one I was looking at was. Um, no, I think that was it. I think that's the one I'm going to go for. Is that what you're going to go for? Okay, yeah. so can you get another win? You've had three in a row. Is it all going to fall to bits now? Here we go. £4.20 possibly if we win. There we go. Placed. AP's going to be happy if this is right. Yeah, I'm not because if Mitrovic scores again, cry. Um, Grim. Okay, so next week we're hoping to have our first guest on the podcast. Uh, we're going to get Ollie Kid Martin on. Newcastle play Leicester on Saturday, so um, Ollie's going to come on and we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about what's happened in the Carabao Cup and also the Premier League, and then we're going to have a little look. I think Champions League is back that week as well. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. Have you got any, anything else to say? No. Speak to you all next week. Yeah. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.